we gotta find something to start on. I think. Yeah, we. Um, I'm done talking about this. I'm having a great time. I want to ask more about what's going on with Collins in his sleep. <laughs> okay, he doesn't. He doesn't snore every night. To be fair, it's just like, and it's usually not very long. It's just when he's on his back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And with that, guys, welcome into the Get Body <laughs> Podcast. This is your host, Sharkross, aka your boy Share. And as always, I have my lovely, wonderful, amazing guests and co-hosts. Give it up for Dr. Luke. Hi, everyone. You have the face for radio. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. That's way worse than <laughs> And the jungle kitty himself, David Dutton. <laughs> and guys, we're... Miss it live. I did just witness it. Yeah. We're super pumped. We have Rebecca on the podcast. Rebecca Stanfield, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. And her silent husband, Colin. <laughs> may or may not be here. Yeah, yeah he may. We don't know. In yeah. spirit, yeah. he'll be here. In spirit. Um, guys, should we just jump in? There's no public service announcements, are there? No. People, I think people enjoy the public service announcements. Do they? But there are I mean, also a handful of people that... <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> they apparently Hog- don't. Hogtober's coming up. It's October now. Oh, yeah. Talk about Hogtober. Yeah. Hogtober happens every year in October. Um, you guys were here last year. And um, oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite things because, like, one, all of, like, different people from my life can come together. But also, I feel like the gym people came in a way that was, there's a lot of new people. And they all got to bring, like, like family and kids and meet, like, other people at the gym. And I was like, man, this is really cool. Like, because there's, there's not a ton of spaces that I find that are like that. So That was, like, our so, first social thing was, like, the gym. Yeah. So, like, what are the deets? Deets. October 14th. Um, come at 5. That's when we're going to start eating. It's a Saturday night. If, for some reason, you want to come earlier, you can, because it takes 22 hours to, like, smoke a pig. So, you want to come the night before? You want to, like, smoke stogie with us? Me and Char are going to be tending uh, the fire. There, you know, probably be some beverages. Like, it's just, like, chilling. Like, just, like, hanging out all weekend. But come at 5, bring uh, a side and any drinks that you want to drink. And, um... Come hungry. Come hungry. Because we smoke a pig. So, if you're vegan and the sight of, like, animal, like, really upsets you, you probably should skip this one. No, just wear sunglasses. There you go. Or just eat Josh's inside. sweet potato. Not inside. Oh, my gosh. Oh, some, yeah. Yeah. This is a showcase, not just of the hog, but, like, Josh Peltz made some sweet potato stuff. Yeah, he did. That and he made really it without good. nuts for me last year? That was, like... Aww. It, it was... But... Like, surprisingly, are, like, incredible. It was really good. Super yeah. good. That was a year ago. So you, you've been coming to CrossFit Polaris for a year now, right? Yeah, we started in late June last year. Wow. For just over a year. Yeah. Wow. Happy one-year one, one year anniversary. I almost, I forgot. And you came from a different gym, right? Yeah. Was... CrossFit Olin Tangy. Okay. And you live, cl- you live up that way? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, like... 23 had just a crosswalk we could have walked to the gym no way that's how close it was but it didn't have crosswalks so we always had to drive I never, oh darn i never <laughs> asked why why'd you guys move gyms yeah um so we started going to cfo 2018 yeah um after we got married in august yeah and we were going there for four years and it's super small mm. um like, we had a good community. Like, we were pretty important there, I feel like, because 
it was so small. We just were more of, like, the welcome committee, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but, like, before the open, I was saying, like, to Colin, like, hey, we're at the point where, like, we're one of the better athletes at this gym. And, like, I can barely even do kipping pull-ups. So, we should probably, like, find a gym that's a little bit better. That, like, we'll have, we either need to pay for programming or we need to go to a new gym that has better programming. Um, so that we can get better. Otherwise, like, we're just gonna, like, we didn't have many people to compete with. Like, I had Katie, Minter. Yeah. And Colin had Mike. And when Kyle would show up. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Kyle. Kyle. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, otherwise, like, we didn't have too much competition. And the class we went to, like, sometimes it would just be me and Colin. Really? That's how small it was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So... Now, tell me how that went. Like, do you guys compete against each other? Yeah, we did. Now Colin beats me more, and it's really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but I always mention when we're doing lifts, especially power lifts, I'm like, you know, for a woman, mine is better than yours as a man. <laughs> like, if yeah. you compare yourself to all the men, and I can compare myself to all the women, I'm stronger. <laughs> mm. I, like, have to point that stuff out. You're pretty, like, you are pretty strong. I'll give you that. Thank you. Well, yeah. a Luke compliment, guys. Yeah, caught on tape. I write know. It write it down. Can you please send this? Yeah, we gotta cut that. We gotta cut that, guys. Yeah, we'll cut it. This is my You are pretty strong. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, so I told Colin, I was like, we need to like switch gyms, and Colin's like, I would feel so bad, just because it was so small, and like if we left, it would have been like a big and noticeable deal. So then after the open. Colin was like, he was like, I guess, like, we'll think about it. But then we went to semifinals in Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah, that year. So that was 2022. Yeah. So we went to that. We didn't know anybody. We just went because we couldn't go to the games. And we realized that it was, like, mostly people's family that was there. And we were like, this is really awkward. We're just random spectators. (laughs) Um, But after that, Colin's like, we should change. Mm. Yeah. So then I knew Lindy, went to CFP. So that was... And you knew Alex, too. Well, Alex, yeah, when Alex came over as well. Like, it was kind of a trickle effect, because Alex came over, and then Katie and Mike came over, and then it was us, and then Kyle came over. Wow. So Alex just influenced all of us. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your first impressions of of, uh, CFP? It was what we needed. (laughs) I think you can make a comment. You also have opinions here. You can't talk. Oh, sorry. In the spirit not of here. in the spirit you of Colin, whisper the spirit of Colin. Can, yeah. I think Colin just realized he was like, "Wow, I'm so average." <laughs> like we just, it's just like kind of like at our old gym, we were we were one of the better people, and at this gym, we were like, "Wow," like I'm bottom of RX plus, like always. <laughs> but it, I do RX plus, so it's crazy. I dropped into a gym uh, in Mexico during a honeymoon, and it was kind of the middle of the day. A lot of people had already done the class. And I did the workout and I beat everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I'm on, I'm on my honeymoon. <laughs> I, I just ate like crap the past three days. First of all, the fact you worked out on your honeymoon is amazing. Yeah, it is. I, I actually wanted to work out every single day, but Grace is like, you're crazy. <laughs> we're on a, we're on our honeymoon. Oh yeah. I'm not doing that. So. Ask us how many times we worked out on our trip in France. 
because it was once and it was that run we did in Paris <laughs> and we stopped to get coffee we stopped to get a croissant we stopped and got a macaron <laughs> like we did not it was not a, it that's was not my a serious kind run. of run right it was <laughs> that's great. my kind of run I'm like why don't we program that at CFP <laughs> it's croissant time yeah. just run over to Duck Donuts and back dude I do that yeah. See how many you can get, you know, like duck yeah. donuts for time. But that's like when we went to um, Alex's comp for semifinals when we went down there. Yeah. Um, Katie, Mike, Kyle, and the both of us dropped into the gym, at, like in the morning one day, and mm-hmm. we like beat everybody there, and we were like, "We go to CFP," and they're like, "Your gym is so fit." And we're like, "It is pretty fit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, we aren't even the fittest, but yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it's always good going like traveling somewhere and feeling like a like maybe I should move here because then I could be the best person in the gym. No. And then coming back and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the last person finishing this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get time capped. Everybody's like looking at me, not even cheering, just like, babe, really? <laughs> we doing this Aww. again? You know? It's good though. That's it's- like me every rope climb workout. I'm like, I will be capped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so eighteen. So you got married in eighteen. Um, so five years coming up this year? No, already passed. June. Oh, no way. June what? 23rd. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Um, and then you, we're going backwards. We're doing a reverse, like a memento style life. Yeah, we are. So. I like it. You've never seen We'll just jump around in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen memento. It's okay. I Uh, haven't either, to be fair. Yes, thank you. It's one oh of my gosh. Christopher Nolan. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. Yeah. Um, the uh, so you guys got married. How long were you dating? You guys married? So we met at a wedding in 2016, October okay. 7th. So we're almost at seven years of knowing each other. Ooh, I know the date just because it was my friend's wedding. Um, so we met at the wedding, and then we naturally hit it off the next day. Like we all went out for drinks that night, and. He was like, I got my hair done by my other friend who was at the wedding. And she was like, Colin's been asking about you. And if you're going to go out tonight to see if he should come too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So he was like actively asking. Well, um, you mentioned during dinner that you guys were sitting at the same table. Yeah. So we sat at the same table. We were both given dates, but did not bring dates. Given the option to bring it. Uh, option to bring Like dates. a plus one. Yeah, we could bring yeah. a plus one. But Colin was coming with two of his guy friends who's like, we don't need dates. And for me, I wasn't dating anybody, and I knew enough people there that I was like, I don't need a date. I'm just here to I'm party. fun by myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't need no man. <laughs> so we sat at the same table. Colin and his, like, two friends were on the opposite side of me. I was in the middle on the other side. And then I had my two guy friends on each side of me, and then they're their girls were on the opposite side of them. So Colin couldn't figure out who was with who. Mm. Um, so that was something he was investigating, as you said. Yes. Um, but. Well, so was he like kind of like trying to figure it out? Be like, who are you? Or what was the game plan? Who initiated what? So <laughs> Colin would say that <laughs> I made the first move when I cut in front of him in the food line. But I'm just hungry, so that's why I did it. Like, I like to eat. So if they're like, hey, your table's ready, I'm usually first person up there. But my move was when we got back to the table, I said, hey, Colin, like, I'm going to go get a drink. Do you want anything? He was like, I was going to go up. And I was like, well, we can go up together. So. Wow. Wow, what a move. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was like you guys were in the buffet line together. 
You both reached to grab the noodle spoon. <laughs> grab hands. <laughs> grab hands. No, it wasn't that. Oh, man, that would have been yeah. like But he does tell everybody that it was me cutting in the food line. I'm like, no, like, guys, <laughs> I'm just really hungry always. Um, so, yeah, so then after that, like, he lived in Michigan at the time. So he lived in Detroit, just like one of the suburbs of Detroit. And then I was in Columbus. So we did distance for a year almost every other weekend traveling to each other. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a FaceTime for five hours once, too. No way. Yeah. Wow. So how was that? Like, Well, it was funny because, like, the first couple weeks we had, like, I was doing a race one weekend, and he had, because I was running at the time, and he had, like, a wedding for his family. So we took a couple weeks for us to actually, like, have our first, like, date weekend, but he came down to Columbus, and he'll tell you that our first date was really awkward. But I'm not sure it was really, like, considered, like, a date because we both were technically working. So he was in sales covering – he covered Ohio. And I was working for the Secretary of State covering Central Ohio. So I had, like, Union County in Marysville, and he also was, like, in the Columbus area. So we met for lunch in the middle of the workday in Marysville and, like, had lunch together. And then he was coming to my house later that night. What did you have lunch at? Half pint? Yeah. 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 So I was like on a low carb diet, I guess, back then, because I ordered like a burger with no bun. And I remember getting a French onion one because I love French onion soup and stuff. But it came with gravy and I didn't like gravy. So I was like pushing my food around the whole time, like trying not to eat it. And also when Colin walked in, like, I'm not a hugger. Colin, you went for a hug? (laughs) You dirty dog. I went for a hug. And I'm just not a hugger. So our hug was really awkward. And then I didn't really like my meal, but I didn't want to like be rude and be like, I I don't like this. It's got gravy on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was just kind of awkward. And we also were like in work mode, Mm. but trying to like have a date at the same time. So it it was awkward. It was really awkward. And Colin afterwards is like, oh no. He's like, Oh, that's not the whole weekend. Like, we, we, I've invested a lot of time in this girl the past couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, like, how well would you say you knew him, like, um, before you had the first date? Pretty well. We talked. I mean, we absolutely texted every day. We talked a ton before then. Um, I mean, by the end of the date weekend, obviously, it went really well. He was like, so, like, do you want to be, like, exclusive, like? Like, at the end of the weekend. So, I thought it was aggressively fast, but I was like, okay, yeah. Like, Colin doesn't play games. So it got better. Like, that night, it was, like, around Halloween, so we, like, carved pumpkins and listened to, like, spooky music, and he danced with my dog, spooky and it was adorable. Music. It was adorable. What's spooky music? Um, I have a Halloween playlist. Yeah. Oh, I make playlists for, like, everything. This, I mean... Michael Jackson. Have you ever had a Halloween playlist? Well, Disturbia, Rihanna. Such uh, a good that one. is that's not awesome. spooky. <laughs> that's not spooky. I played that at my wedding. <laughs> Disturbia? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Have you ever seen the music video? Yeah. No. That's real smooth. That's like yeah. spook. Don't abbreviate spooky. Audience, spook. audience, leave a comment down below. No, we're yeah. not doing that. <laughs> Give us some feedback. On your <laughs> I don't know. I like, guess I like saw a show fire concert where somebody no, did okay, Disturbia yeah, and it was like, that's like the thriller. Oh, it wasn't thriller, but it was like <laughs> creepy looking. Oh my gosh, I know what I'm doing when I get home. Um, Watching this stupid video. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so from there, we Wait, dated. This question. Do you yeah. like, did he actually say those words? Like, do you want to be exclusive? Or no, he like asked words? me if I would be his girlfriend. Like, even uh-huh. cheesier. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. That's awesome. 
Yeah. At least he communicated well. Well, it was awesome because, like, I feel like so many guys were, like, ghost you and are, like, play around. And he was just like, nope. <laughs> he knew what he wanted. Yeah. And then, like, we dated, like, distance for a year. And I told him, I was like, I'm, I hate the cold. I'm not moving someplace colder. So you will not catch me moving to Michigan. And mm. he was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just move to Columbus. Because he covered the territory anyways for work. Yeah. So he was easily able to just move. <laughs> so he was like, well, I'm not moving to Columbus just for a girlfriend. And I was like, I'm fine with that, sir. That was him. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So it was, I think he bought the house first, technically. And it was the first house we looked at. Like he went on a Friday and he like got approved for a loan. And I was like, well, let's just go look at houses this weekend. And like see what we like and the first house we toured we're like we could live there <laughs> and then we called like my friend that was a realtor on sunday and we're like hey we found this house like how do we how do we buy it <laughs> and then by tuesday we had a house dang and it's no house way. we live in now so him saying uh you know i'm not living it like for a girlfriend it was like hey we gonna get like hitched oh yeah like a week later <laughs> it wasn't like, like, I got like i'm not just for you like, yeah. we gonna get no like a week later i got engaged like i knew it was coming oh wow <laughs> yeah oh my gosh so colin was real poor then because he's bought a house and then he bought a ring like <laughs> yeah and you said you were working for secretary of state yeah you are like are you like big are into politics or like into? So like, I was. You were. I was. Like degree in politics or just like no. Hey, um, I majored in marketing, minored in political science. Mm-hmm. Um, I was president of college Republicans in high school. Oh, okay. And then I was also on like the state board. I was vice president. Really? Yeah. Where'd you go to school at? Capital. Capital. Mm-hmm. Go Crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> Did you have to run for that position in college? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, actually, for when I capital, like, it was right before, like, the 2012 election. I just posted on my Facebook asking if there was a college Republicans on campus. And they were like, kind of, like, message this guy. And I messaged him. There was two people in the group. Oh, really? And, like... The one guy was like about to graduate and like the elections were coming up and he was like, well, you know, a lot of people on campus. So like you should be president. And I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. So then I like got in touch with like the Ohio State people and mm-hmm. like kind of went to their meetings to see how they ran them since they're bigger. And that I just got involved with like all of them in the state at that point. Cincinnati. Wow. Since I'm from Cincinnati, I got in touch with ones down there at UC. Yeah. Did you live with other people? Um, when you were in college, mm-hmm. did you live in a house or did you live in the dorms or? I lived in the dorms for three years and okay. then in the house our senior year. Okay. Hmm. But I lived with Mackenzie. That was my roommate. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Yeah. Oh, you live with just one other person. Yeah. Mackenzie. I thought you said that, and I was like, "Do I know Mackenzie?" <laughs> 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 no, I just lived with Mackenzie. Yeah. I was giving her a shout out, okay? Shout out to Mackenzie. Yeah, shout out to Mackenzie. She's getting married next year. Woo! Yeah. Good for her. Mackenzie, I would like to strongly um, try to persuade you to invite some people to your wedding that you've known for a long time. That you maybe, think, you, yeah. That, that you're like, hey, maybe you've met them at, uh, like Kings Island for every summer. <laughs> they may fall in love with somebody else at your wedding, Mackenzie. Yeah. And then like 
get married and mm. okay but the people in the podcast didn't hear the king's island story mm. well we'll get there okay <clears throat> so <laughs> when you decided to go to capital yeah uh what was what was your purpose behind the degrees that you chose uh so actually when i started i was a chemistry major Whoa. and i wanted to do pre-med i wanted to do dermatology because i like popping pimples Ew. real reason um three weeks in I, they put me instead of putting me in like regular like chemistry they put me in like the step up chemistry i have no idea how i ended up there but i did <laughs> and three weeks in i was like nope not for me no thank you so i changed to marketing and i was like oh i'll do fashion marketing and then there was this really cool program in just with like columbus colleges that like if your school doesn't offer a class you can go to one of the other universities in the area for free and take a class there so I went to Ohio State and took like a fashion forecasting class while I was there. And then eventually when I got involved with College Republicans, I was like, we'll just put a bali sign on the side. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you have any brothers and sisters? I have a brother. Older or younger? He's older. By three years. Okay. Yeah. And I, I do. I, I'm not sure how like we do, really did go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we want to rhyme a reason here? Or should we just go back to birth and then go? No. I... <laughs> I say we commit. Let's okay, keep going. All right. We're just okay. gonna jump around my entire well, life. I have, I have more I have more questions about, about college and, and how you got like what what you did where, but sure. Um do you feel like you're more like your mom or your dad? My dad, one hundred percent. Awesome. I have his one hundred percent personality. It's vulgar, it's loud, it's straightforward. <laughs> I look exactly like my mom, but I have my dad's personality. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's like an even split. So is your brother more like your mom then? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Um, and you grew up in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to high school? Northwest. Okay. Um, and then you chose Capital because. So my parents kind of influenced my decision a lot. With like, they're like, "You're a big fish in a small pond." They love to say that about me. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't think that's true, but sure. Um, and they really wanted me to play tennis in college. So we looked at all division three schools. I actually went on 20 college visits. Oh, wow. No way. Visited, like, in person. Yeah. And every D3 school's the same. Oh, <laughs> yeah, their, their little tour is the same. So by the end, we were like, so what makes you different? Because they all were the same. So I narrowed it down actually to Otterbein and Capital. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but I ended up picking Capital because I liked how close it was to like the city. Yeah. 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 So tell us about your collegiate tennis career. Uh, our tennis team sucked. <laughs> well, you played tennis in college. Like that wasn't just like, a, hey, I should. It's no, you actually played. No, I played. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you better than Luke? No, I doubt it. <laughs> we never played with each other. But based on pickleball, yes, but also like the pickleball paddle is so different from a tennis racket. Yes. That's like I looked so I whiffed so many times with that thing because I just can't re- understand the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, so I played in college, and Char was asking me earlier if I was singles or doubles. In high school, you pick just one, and then in college, you play both. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, so you'd or I guess like. You weren't as good. Maybe you didn't play both. Yeah. You just played one. But I played both. We had a really small team. When you said that, why'd you look at Luke? Because Luke understands. Yeah, I thought maybe you're like, if you're not as good, maybe you just played one. 
Did you Are just you play one? Instigate drama? No, I just trying to understand. No, Luke, did you play one or two? Did you play both? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to instigate. That's what he wanted to know. Oh did gosh. you? Did you have a preference? <laughs> Singles. Hmm. I didn't like the net, but it's funny because at pickleball, I like the net. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get in the kitchen though. No, that's so confusing. <laughs> I know. When I first started playing pickleball, I was like, I was like, why is it like nobody's going up here? And I would just go up and like, they're like, oh, you can't also, do that. Why it's like kitchen. Like there's yeah. other terms. Yeah. Kitchen's weird. The kitchen kitchen is, weird. is weird. Get out of the kitchen. Yeah. It's weird. So you play tennis mm-hmm. all the way through all four years? Um, No. My senior year, I didn't play that much. I like okay. ended up like quitting because... I was interning. Actually, I was a page at the state house. Really? Yeah. So I did that. And I was also interning for a state rep. So I was like, this is like my future. <laughs> like, yeah. sorry, tennis. So Makes sense. it sounds like in like context clues that you were like passionate about politics. Mm-hmm. But, and then at some point you, you like pulled a ripcord. You're like, not for me anymore. Is that, is that accurate or am I making that up? Um. I still care about politics, but it was, it's just, I worked for like the state, but I worked for the administration. So when I worked for John Houston, like I was on his administration. If he leaves the secretary of state's office, I leave. Mm. So since I was more on like the administration, 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 excuse me, political side, they wanted us to volunteer a ton. So call centers, door knocking, all that stuff. And I think I just got burnt out because I mm-hmm. did it a lot in college too. Like yeah. I, that's like how you, that's what you did. And that's what all of the um, different like political people that were running for office would reach out and be like, Hey, can you door knock this weekend? So I did it all the time. Yeah. And then I was like, Colin and I met, we were planning a wedding and I was like, I just don't want to dedicate my free time to that. And if you don't dedicate your free time to that, you're not as like important in the administration moving Hmm. forward if they get a new job. Luckily when he did run for um, Lieutenant governor, I was on the safe list to get moved to a different like position. Some people were just like, see ya. Um, But they moved me to like development services and I just was literally like a door opener and answered the phones and I hated it. Hmm. I was like, I think it's time to try something else. And I thought I was going to be in state government forever. But, so, yeah. yeah. But I still like the political world. We got invited to go to the, like, inaugural gala the past two times, which was really fun. Oh. So I'm still on the list. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever went back in. Yeah, I just got to do some door knocking. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I'm still on the list, so I'm pumped. I'm like, hey, John Houston, please run for governor. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll be on the list for eight more years. (laughs) So you transitioned from that into? Insurance. Wow. (laughs) So. So fun. I didn't really know for sure what it meant. (laughs) So The spirit of Colin is dying in laughter right now. Look, I didn't like insurance, but what, what, when I was like done with like my political stuff, I was like, what skills did I learn (laughs) in that? And you didn't really learn any like tangible skills. I was like, my skill is relationship building. That's about it. You are in sales. Well, yeah. Like anybody that's said pulled doors, like so many of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But also it was like, 
So I found a job literally called relationship manager. And I was like, that's for me. Like, that sounds perfect. And it turns out it was literally just like uh, property and casualty insurance sales for like businesses. Mm -hmm. And then like I started that and then COVID hit like right after. So it was a struggle. One, like businesses didn't know what the frick was going to happen. So they weren't buying insurance. And then... It was just like a learning curve. I don't know. I didn't like it. I stayed in it for a while just because like I had great benefits and I was paid well. Mm. And then I was like, then like 2022, I guess it was last year at the beginning in January. Um, they lost a couple big like clients and they like laid a couple of us off. So I was one of those. And I walked into Colin's office and told him and I was like, meh. Mm. Like I wasn't upset. But I didn't shed a tear. I was like, it's actually probably for the best because I wasn't happy doing that. So. Yeah. And now you still do sales. Yes, but I do like more exciting sales. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And what? What do I sell? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I work for a company called Peak. And like P-E-A-K? P-E-E-K. P-E-E-K. Like Peekaboo. Okay. Yeah. And. Peeking around a corner. <laughs> It's a travel booking <laughs> What's your software. Uh -huh. So like if you were to own like a kayak company um, and you wanted people to be able to book online, like we would integrate with your website so people could book online. We charge the convenience fee just like Ticketmaster, but much cheaper. <laughs> and then we also help with like Google reviews, like abandoned shopping cart stuff to like get people to come back. Mm. Kind of like your your SEO and your presence. Yeah. Mm. So it's way more exciting. I like it a lot more. And travel. I like travel. So I'm passionate about those things. So You are very passionate about travel. I do want to get there. But I also do want to talk about your childhood. Okay. Let's go. Um, We're just all bouncing all over the place. I know. I love it. ADHD. I do want to start from the beginning. Let's go. A very good place to start. As Luke said. Um, so, I got the reference. He Thank you. He hasn't seen that. Thank movie. you. To be so, fair. Memento? <laughs> God. <laughs> so, no. fun fact, though, I was in The Sound of Music in seventh grade. Oh, that's, were you? you? We talked about this you? last time. Oh, I was just in the ensemble for that one. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, how do you feel about Skyline Chili? I love it. I love it, too. I love it a lot. Colin thinks it's okay. But Colin came from Detroit Chili. I'm with Colin on this So one. we have difference of opinions. What is wrong with you? So I don't even like I'm not, I've never had Detroit Chili, but last two, last two times I've been to Skyline, it was bad. Yeah. Like no, food amazing. poisoning bad. It, it is amazing. It's amazing. What is your order? And then we'll actually get on to Okay. My life. order is always <laughs> a four-way with onion. Yeah. And then I want um, a cheese coney with everything. Oh, I do two cheese conies, but I do the conies with extreme cheese. Audience, if you haven't tried out the habanero cheese. The habanero cheese? I haven't tried it, actually. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, tell us about your life in Cincinnati. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I grew up there. <laughs> what do you want to know about it? Um, That's too open-ended. <laughs> Tell us about your childhood. I think you, when you ask this question, uh, you talk about like the smells of your childhood, right? Do I? Yeah, you was like when you what when you, when you talk about <laughs> when you think of your is childhood. There a, is there a smell that you remember from your childhood? I do you not ask that question? question. <laughs> no, but I'm curious about it now. Is there the something that when you think about your childhood, your childhood, you're like, oh man, I just think about the smell. Honestly, like when August rolls around and school's about to start, there's a certain smell. Yeah, sure. and I smell it. 
And I'm just like, oh, school's about to start. Actually, so during the summer, early in the morning, walking to like when when uh, like the dew hits, mm-hmm. it, like there was a long period of time where I wake up, I smell, and it smelled like uh, swims team season from mm-hmm. when I was like, like. Oh yeah, you could smell like soccer season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so soccer it, season has a smell. Yeah. So you played soccer as a kid? <clears throat> Only up until sixth grade. Yeah. So you you grew up in Cincinnati with an older brother. Yep. Um, do you guys get along? Do you guys? So we didn't get along until I was in eighth grade Mm -hmm. and he had his license and he worked at Kroger and it would be like 9 PM during the week. And he'd look over at me while we're watching TV and he's like, you want to go to Taco Bell? What? And I was like, "Mm." and he's like, I'll pay. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we became friends. We would do our Taco Bell trips at like 9 PM and he'd always pay. (laughs) But before that, no, we did not get along. That's a good brother. That is seriously a good brother, on all accounts. Yeah. Okay. We're Uh, still close now. Um, we are opposites in a lot of our like beliefs and stuff, but are we are really good about just hashing it out in twenty minutes and moving on? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Mm. question for you. Mm -hmm. So your family growing up, like, but not just you and your brother, but like your parents and all that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's sometimes different ends of the spectrum where one end is, hey, we're gonna get it out. Like, we're going to go ahead and just say everything we're thinking. We're going to, like, yeah. even if it means, hey, we're screaming until we can get it all that's out. That's my family. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. your family. Okay. That's my family. And Colin's family is the opposite family. Ooh. Yes. It's yeah. The, the most interesting <laughs> the dynamic. Yeah. The, the most interesting dynamic is, like, going to his family stuff and his family just not talking about the topics. And I'm sitting here, like, and, like, I would just be, like. Rug. Keep it there. Yeah. Well, oh, if Rick pisses oh, me off, I'm like, hey, game. you did this oh, and it pissed me off. And we'll fight for 20 <laughs> minutes. And after 20 minutes, I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? Like, mm. what's up? Like, we just move on. And Colin's family will just like not talk about it, shove it down, either pretend it's not there or hold a grudge. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to me. In the in the spirit of jumping around, how has that been with you and his family? And like, do you feel like if you had started to have those natural conversations for you to say, hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk to you about what you did. And then like, no, how's that go? so Colin and I have kind of a, an agreement. So I get pissed off with his family. <laughs> just, I love them. <laughs> That's not the problem. It's just like the way that they communicate pisses me off. Um, and so if something bugs me, I tell Colin, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be the person that burns a bridge with his family. Mm. So if there's an issue that I tell Colin, like if you don't say something soon, I will explode on your family. <laughs> then he's like, okay, I will have a talk with them. And when we, we'll have the talk and I will be pretty much silent. I might have a little chip. You'll be there. there. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Where are you? Yeah. But Colin will handle the conversation. What is it like with your family? I guess you just lay it all out there. Oh yeah. There's never anything really that like, I'll just say it. Mm. Yeah. And also my Parents love Colin, so <laughs> even if Colin did speak up, they'd probably clap. <laughs> they'd be like, like oh, he's, learning. he's learning. He's <laughs> learning. You're so right. I will change. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But like you were talking about my childhood. Um, yeah, I wanted to touch on my parents a little bit because I think that their relationship's really interesting. Um, they're married. They've been married for like 30 six years or something like that mm-hmm. something like that so it's been a long time um but at one point so we grew up catholic 
um, they went to this thing called Marriage Encounter, which is like a marital weekend that they went to with other couples. Grace's grandparents, I believe, Did ran. That? Yeah, no, they they were one of the people that ran. Okay, Marriage Encounter. Yeah, so my parents went to that, and like it helped them like communicate better with each other. And ever since then, they've done this for like I think they did it like twenty years ago. But ever since then, every single day. They read a question in the morning. They write a letter to each other. And then they have this thing called quiet time where they sit together, read each other's letter, talk about it, and then pray. Mm. And they've done this every single day. For 20 years? For like 20 years. Wow. No way. Yeah. Can you give me an example of one of these questions? I mean, it could be something as like simple as like, what was your favorite vacation we've been on together? To something deep as like, what's your biggest regret? Mm. Like, it's just like, they have a calendar of questions usually from like the marriage encounter group or they'll just find questions online that they haven't done before Mm. and they just write a letter and they pray and if they're out of town like they will schedule a time to Mm. talk on the phone and do it well it's that that clearly has made an impact on you yeah i had high expectations (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds like you have a your expectations were met (laughs) i'd say so (laughs) but uh but so like watching that from your parents how has that affected your marriage colin and i wanted to start it <laughs> i think we waited like a day we had wrote a letter for our wedding no. <laughs> no i'm not saying i'm not saying like from that like so this year we've been really good about like my mom gave us like a couple's like bible devotional thing so we've been doing that pretty much every night which is really nice um for me i have no problem like communicating my feelings and my thoughts <laughs> it's more so for colin i think uh because shove down remember stuffer yeah no he calls it shoving it down oh shove they it. shove it down yeah bottle it up yeah <laughs> yeah so it seems like your like christianity like your faith is like a big part of not only your life but your family life so is that something you guys did when you were younger like you were we went to church absolutely every single sunday and we sat in the front row because mm-hmm. you uh catholic church catholic church we sat in the front row hmm. is that is mine's it? gonna go off in one minute too <laughs> yeah you want to say word no i think we can run well i gotta turn mine off so it's not annoying <laughs> yeah. is that is that something that and you ended up i mean it sounds like you're still you're still reading the bible and still like person of faith is there a time where you like how did it get from your kids, your parents are taking you every Sunday to where you guys are at now. Sure. Um, it's been kind of a roller coaster, I feel like, for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I was lucky enough in high school. I went to a public high school, but my best friends were all super religious, which is really cool. So I had an awesome support group um, in high school. And like our high school had like the whole young life thing. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends and I felt like we were like too deep into our faith for that. So we like started our own Bible study that we did on our own. And then we also went to like a different youth group. So I've always had like a really good support system in high school. Like my friends like were super religious, super supportive. And then I went to college and had a lot of fun, (laughs) but didn't have that support system. So it was like really different to go from like, I have all these like friends that I can talk about, like everything I have going on and they'll pray for me to going to like college and not having that. Um, 
so I kind of went through that. I went to Catholic services a couple times. And then like after that, I didn't really, I didn't really do a lot of church until Colin and I met. Um, and it was funny. Like the first time I was like up in Michigan, he's like, Oh, we'll go to like my parents' church and like go, go there. Everyone in his family goes to his parents' church. And he did not tell me this. So the first time we go to church, I meet his entire family. Oh. His grandparents, his <laughs> sisters, yes. his mom and dad, yes. his brother, like I literally everybody. His cousins, <laughs> like the whole family goes there. And I, he did not warn me for that. So I was unprepared. But yeah, so when we started looking for churches, because obviously I grew up Catholic, he grew up non-denominational. And we were like, we need to find something that will gel for both of us. Because, I mean... I like the tradition aspect of Catholic church, but I didn't feel like I got much out of service. I mean, the homily is like this long. It's like 10 so minutes. And you held up a baby carrot? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just so the audience knows. It's, it's a baby carrot. Thing. It wasn't literally a baby carrot. It was just, you know. The size. What, three the size inches long. of a baby yeah. carrot. So, yeah. Catholic. For those who didn't go to Catholic church, they might have thought you held up a really long thing. No. Nope. It was really short. So, yeah. So, I didn't feel like I got much out of it, but I did like traditional aspects of it. So, Colin mm. took me to his church he was going to in Detroit. We walked in, did the whole service. We walked out. I said, Colin, your church is a cult. <laughs> and then I take him to Catholic service. We leave Catholic Uh-oh. service. And he looks at me and he says, Rebecca, your church is a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, we got to find something in the middle that's not a cult for either of us. Yeah. Um, yeah so we ended up like looking at like 15 churches and uh we ended up like landing on polaris church which is now where rock city yeah. westerville is um so we went there for a while i still wasn't 100 into it colin was really into it um we met a lot of really good friends there because it was before we got married so we were there was like nine other couples that were engaged in our age group so they put us all in a small group together so that was really nice so we had a lot of really good friends from that and then um we just eventually realized like that wasn't the church we wanted to be at anymore. So we looked at ethos and then we looked at lifeway and just stuck with lifeway yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it um like what what when you say not the church we want to be at, or like like what is that? Like do you have something that's defined or like this is so for Colin it was like the there wasn't a lot of depth to the like sermons so it was more like for new people coming in mm-hmm. to their faith and he just wanted something deeper and then for me um there was a lot of drama with some of our friends that worked like at the church and how they were fired I didn't like the way that they conducted that and I also didn't like that the wife of the pastor was coming in with like Louis Vuitton purses and her nails and hair done every weekend. I didn't feel like that was very humble and I'm coming from like, I just didn't like the way that that looked. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, I don't want to go to this church any longer. And Colin's like, okay. (laughs) Is there something where you say like on a, on an aspect of man, this, this is something I really value out of, you know, church community or going to church or like saying, Hey, I mean, found one now where it seems like you enjoy it like what would you say is man like this is what this is what i want it to be this is what i I hope it to be well one is we love dean (laughs) dean's awesome 
He's just, the head pastor. Yeah, he just looks like he, Colin always describes him as, he looks like he would be a model for St. John's Bay, the, like, brand you find at JCPenney. Hmm. Which is, if you guys gotta look it up, you gotta look it up. It's oddly specific, but Colin does say that. Saint and John it's Bay. so true. Okay. It's honestly so true. Um, so that we like. He's, hum- he's humble. He shops at JCP. Um, uh, Colin likes that he gets more, like, theological and does more of, like, more deep, like, rooted history stuff. Um, and then once we got in with a small group, I felt better about it because it was just so big. It was hard to meet people at first. So once we got into a small group, I felt better about it. Nice. Yeah. So uh, kind of to pivot just a little bit, because I definitely want to make sure that we hit on this. But so in all this time, the past, I guess, in in my knowing you, you're a very action-oriented person. And you're very, you're somebody who, puts their faith in action. And so I think part of that is you fostered. Tell us about fostering. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what led to the fostering was like me growing up, I never really like have had a desire to birth a child. Like that's not something that I feel I have to do to feel complete or anything. Um, So I always thought I would adopt. So when like Colin and I were together and stuff, um, we actually had somebody in our other small group that got licensed in foster care. And I brought it up to Colin and was like, Hey, like we should do this. And he's like, wait, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And he kind of like panicked at first. Cause he's like, well, if you're having a child, like that's nine months to prepare. And like a foster is not, I was like, we will have to do so much training that we will have time to prepare and they're not just gonna like give us any child like we have the ability to say no to like anybody that they like propose so we ended up like looking for uh like private agency instead of just going through the county Mm -hmm. so we did the bear foundation yeah yeah so that's in like worthington And it was Christian. So we were like, okay, cool. Like it's private. It's Christian, like got our values and stuff. So we did the training. We started it at like a while ago though, because we started it and then our dog got diagnosed with cancer. So then we were paying for like her cancer treatments and we're like, we can't bring like a child in when we are like throwing money at our dog right now and dealing with all that like sadness. So eventually we got licensed in like January of 2022. And one point during our training, they told us to like close our eyes and like picture like a foster child in our home. Like, what do they look like? What are they doing? Like, what age are they? What gender are they? Those things. And like, they wanted us to talk about it afterwards. And Colin and I both pictured like a teenager. And so we were like, well, I guess we're meant to do teenagers. So we had some rough experiences. Uh, We started out, we did two like respites that were like a week long and then a weekend long. And they were like eight and nine year olds, boys. And honestly, we probably would have ended up with the first one if we weren't going on vacation. We like, we like had them in respite for like a week. They were trying to find them a new home. That's what respite is. Yeah. So respite is when a licensed foster parent watches somebody else's kid that's from a foster home 
Okay. Yeah. So we were just like watching the kid for like the week. Um, and Colin like really, really liked him. I mean, he was like nine years old. He had autism, but the only like autistic thing he really did was like, he just like kind of moved back and forth a lot. Um, but he was awesome. He was like this little redhead. He was so cute. Um, but then we went on vacation. So like he went to go stay with somebody else after we left. And then when we got back, we asked if like he had found a home and they already found a home for him. Um, otherwise we probably would have had him because he was cool. Um, and the second one was a boy that we had for the weekend one time. And he was like eight, I think, but he was at like a fifth grade learning level, Mm -hmm. like still wearing diapers. Mm -hmm. And we were like, that's not what we want. Like we want, if it's going to be an eight year old, it's going to be eight mentally and above. Like, cause eight was like the low, like nine originally was our lowest. Mm -hmm. And then we moved it down to eight. So we could just have this kid for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Five year old, not fifth grade. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Five-year-old. Yeah, I, 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 like, I'm just making, um, yep. Yep, yeah. yep, correct. So then eventually, like, we had some crazy stories. Like, we had someone call. They, like, call and ask you if you'll take someone. And they had me, they called me one time about this boy. And they were like, he has, like, sexually abused, like, girls and stuff. And I was like, no. Like, we can't take that in because we can never take him like around like Colin's nieces because he has sexually like assaulted girls mm-hmm. like that I would not feel we would not feel comfortable doing that and mm-hmm. I know that his sister-in-law and brother would be like absolutely not if they knew the background um one of them they called Colin and they said okay we have this 14 year old girl like she's had some issues and they're like she's had like suicidal thoughts and we're like okay and then he's they're like she said homicidal thoughts and Colin's like okay and they're like it also says that one time like she put her own blood in her caregiver's food and fed it to her and Colin's like I'm gonna say no on this one thank you though thanks for calling I don't know why you called me on it even like no (laughs) like that's not for us and then the first girl we got ended up being like a runaway so we only had her for a weekend and then we respited the girl that we ended up having. For oh, she like sort of ran away when she was with you guys. Ran away, quote unquote, because she literally like called her friend, walked out her front door, got in a car and left. Oh. And we just didn't know where she was. So it's not like she was like, you guys are crappy. I'm leaving. It was like she came into her house knowing she was leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So then the next one, like we respited this girl for like a weekend. And then she was coming up to like switch houses and we took her for nine months so how old was she 16 when we got her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she had never really had a father figure in her life so she really struggled with colin um like saying no and like laying down rules and things like that um and she got would get really mad because when she would ask like me if she could do anything i'd say I just need to talk to Colin about it. Like, I'm not just going to say yes. Like, mm-hmm. Colin and I need to speak about it. Because, like, for me, like, we're a unit. And I think she was looking at it like, oh, she's going to talk to Colin. And Colin's going to say no. So I, it's a no. Mm-hmm. Which I probably would have thought the same thing at 16. <laughs> when my mom said she would need to talk to my dad. So, like, it was just so often I was calling my mom. Like, my mom works at a high school. So, actually, at the high school I went to, and I called her a lot of times and was like, is this normal teenage behavior or is this, like, because I have a foster kid? Like, I just need you to, like, clear the air here. Mm-hmm. Like, because I didn't have anybody that could relate to me. 
None of our friends have teenagers. Right. So it was really difficult from that end. We didn't feel like we had a lot of support. And like our foster daughter had a lot of outbursts where she wouldn't like she'd slam her door. She wouldn't talk to us for like five days in her own home. Yeah. So it was really rough because Colin would just want to be like, knock it off. Because <laughs> like at home, like my parents would have been like, lose the attitude or I'm taking absolutely everything out of your room. Like, but the foster agency, we'd like ask them for advice and they'd be like, just let her like be mad. And I'm like, is that parenting? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's parenting mm. at this point. So we just like had complained a lot about it and stuff. And then um, like eventually we just were like, we helped her out a lot, like towards like the end of like before we like put in our notice, we got her in with like a therapist for like the first time. So she was working with a therapist. She was on medication, starting with that stuff. And then we actually like when we went to like her high school, but she went to um Olentangy. It's Olentangy. Went to Olentangy High School. And when we went to like the first parent teacher conferences. Her first teacher that we met with was like, I think she needs to be tested for an IEP. And they like showed us like her writing sample and like she couldn't even, she was 16 years old and couldn't even formulate like an intro, a body and like a closing paragraph. It was, we were like baffled by it. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we talked to the rest of the teachers, like they all were like, yeah. So she ended up getting tested for that. But I like, she at that point she was 17 when she like got it and it's like there was going to be so much more work because she was like one point away from being like special needs like Mm. she needed a ton of help so we just felt like at that point it was like beyond like what we could give like we're working full-time like anytime we even bring up schoolwork she shuts down closes the door it was just like a lot of emotional like (laughs) turmoil to deal with and try to get her motivated when she's not motivated was gonna be too hard for us so we ended up putting in our notice and then hmm. ending that. We've closed our house, so we will not have any more foster kids to attend any. Hmm. Would you say that was the hardest season of your life? I would say, I know you've like given me some questions, and one of them was about like failure. David might have given me that one, or Luke, one yeah. of the two. Um, but about like, a, I don't think we necessarily failed, but sometimes it feels like we failed her. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like there was a lot of times when it was really, really hard and Colin's like, I want to give up. And I'm like, this effing sucks. But like, we kept pushing because we're like, okay, like God put us here for the reason. Like, we don't know why, but he put us here. Like, mm-hmm. and we were like trying to help her because like anytime they move like a foster kid, they say that it like puts them back like six months and mm-hmm. like they're learning and stuff. So we tried really hard to like not have to do that. But yeah, I kind of felt like a failure. Yeah, it was really emotional. What did you guys learn about maybe each other or about yourself in that season? That, (laughs) like, I'm a really direct person, but as a mom, I am not direct at all. Really? I'm, like, empathetic, and, like, I couldn't, I, like, couldn't just straight tell her no for some reason. Like, physically, I felt weird. Like, I was disappointing her or something. Like, Colin was, like, had no problem being direct and saying, no, you're not doing this. That's stupid. And I was, like, sitting there, like, maybe Colin should talk to her. <laughs> like, 
Mm. Yeah, it was really weird. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't used to it. It's like we flipped roles, like flipped mm. personalities, honestly. That's fascinating. I wonder if that... It was wild. Do you think that might be like... Um, I don't know this at all, but like like the way your parents brought you guys up or like maybe something related to your childhood or anything like that? I think Colin turned into his dad a little bit. <laughs> uh, audience, during dinner, Colin described himself as a 54-year-old man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, Colin turned into his dad. His dad just was like quick to anger and would just like yell at you if you're doing something stupid, mm. which my dad did the same. Like, honestly, I think I just like my mom show like showed through me in that case, because like she was the kinder one, the more understanding one, the one that would be like, no, I need to go talk to your dad first. Mm -hmm. So it was like very similar to like my mom for yeah. some reason in that case. That was like the only time I've really been like, wow, I see my mom coming out. <laughs> wow. Props to you guys. I think the in the couple people that I've seen that have fostered kids. Right. So it's not like my own like vision right so it may not be overall but like when you talk about preparation of the nine months in having a kid i think that like over time having a kid and learning parents like i it was a really big shock to me when megan and i had our first kid because i thought we're great we do this arguing thing well we're a great team this is awesome and there's mm -hmm. something about having another human in the house where you're like wait a minute what like things are coming out of me things are coming out of her that like mm -hmm. like oh i didn't know we haven't talked about like how this feels to parent this way or like we didn't know we needed to ask this question about how do we feel about technology how do we feel about eating how do we feel like mm -hmm. discipline all this stuff where you're like man but but for the most part with like little babies there's a lot of like they don't oh do they know <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh like stair steps mm -hmm. when they're 16 everything becomes more complex and bigger like you know little kids mm -hmm. little problems big kids big problems and so probably for you guys are like jumping in like with both feet into that deep end because that's it's not easy for a lot of different reasons. It really was like they threw us in and we didn't know how to swim because like we should have had like talked about what rules we were going to set and what boundaries we were going to set before we had a kid come in. Yeah. Because like once she came in, it was like, oh, no, like we didn't like force her to do chores. Like we didn't force her to do like her homework every night for an hour or something like we should have like set those in stone ahead of time. Well, you don't even know. Like you don't even think about it. No, they know we're, we're safe. We're going to yeah. talk to her. Like, yeah, no, I, I mean, the most important thing was a safe place, mm -hmm. food and a place to live that's safe. So like yeah. we were fitting those goals. Anything mm -hmm. above that was like, great yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we're giving you extra yeah 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 and props to you for being so young doing that like late 20s like i don't i don't know of many other people in their late 20s that are i mean they both work full-time jobs but like you know people in their late 20s don't don't want to do that like it's not on, that's not even on their radar yeah for a lot of people mm-hmm to do something like that so it's when i first learned that about you guys i was like wow pretty cool it's pretty cool thanks i mean we're open to fostering in the future potentially but we want to have like our own kid that's also gonna like kind of help like enforce the rules at that point like the kid will understand these are the rules so then another kid comes in it'll be like easier to have those in place already mm -hmm. yeah thanks for sharing that yeah sure. To, to piggyback off of Char's question about hardest season, do you have, like, 
when the question comes up about what is your hardest season, is there something that comes up where you're thinking, oh man, yeah. I think in my life, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> 100%, yeah. So three months into us dating, <clears throat> we went to New York City, like in after Christmas to New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we were in New York City, I we were like sleeping in this hotel and I woke up to the worst panic attack. Like I thought I was going to die in the hotel room. Like that's how bad it was. Like my hands were sweaty. I was cold. I was shaking. I, my heart was racing. I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is how I die. Like I was like having this just like crazy panic attack situation. Um, and then like when Colin woke up, like, he was, he didn't really understand what happened. And at that point, I don't really know that I really understood what happened. Um, and he's like, do you want to go out and like do stuff? I said, I don't want to leave this room. And I, he was like, well, maybe we should like eat something. Like all I ate that day was like some French fries. Cause I was just like so anxious and he was just so thrown off by it. And it was like the day before we were leaving. So like we should have gone out and done something, but like, I was so anxious that like I, physically couldn't like I was like I don't know what just happened to me but like I pretty sure I almost died (laughs) like um then whenever I got back to Columbus like the first two weeks in January I was like afraid to eat Colin talks about my anxiety diet and it's literally I would have like a smoothie king like pineapple express smoothie and four chicken nuggets from Wendy's and that's all I'd have like and I wouldn't even finish the smoothie it'd be like half a smoothie and that's all I'd eat in a day for like two weeks like I lost 15 pounds in two weeks because I was just so anxious I wasn't eating um and then after that like I was I mean I was having panic attacks every single day multiple times a day and I didn't know why and I didn't really understand what was happening and that went on for two months maybe yeah And Colin would keep coming down and like hanging out with me. And he just like, didn't understand. Like, he's like, I don't understand what's wrong with this girl. Like she's broken. Like I broke her. I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, I just mentally was really struggling. So, um, like a couple weeks in, I was like, I think I need to go see a therapist. So I went to a therapist and the therapist was like, you need to be on medication. (laughs) So I called the doctors like, I just called some random doctor and was like, who can I, can I get in today? Like, and I don't care who. <laughs> so they got me in. Um, Dr. Bourne, shout out to her. She's still my doctor. She's amazing. Um, but she was like, your therapist just told you you needed to be on medication. And I was like, yeah, girl, I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, I'm not okay. So like, she put me on like boost bar or something like that to start with which is like a tranquilizer like it wasn't even like a great choice so I started with that helped a little bit but I was still like having panic attacks like a lot and like I wouldn't leave the house like it was I was struggling with it with work like I ended up having to talk to my manager and I was like bawling my eyes out telling him like I'm having panic panic attacks every day and I feel so bad be like because I was traveling for work I was working for Secretary Husted. So I was traveling around central Ohio at that point. And I was like, I can't drive. Like I can't go to these events and like mingle with people. Like I'm literally like dying. Like I don't know what's happening. So I was just like crying my eyes all the time. He's like, it's okay. Like I've been to a therapist before for some of my anxiety stuff. Like it's fine. Take the time that you need and stuff. Um, so it went on for a while. 
And then Colin was down. I told my doctor at one point, like, hey, this medicine's not working. Like, I need to be on something, like, different. A lot of my friends are on Zoloft. Can I try Zoloft? She put me on Zoloft for the weekend. And Colin was down that weekend. And I was messed up. It made me worse. Yeah. Like, way worse. Yeah. Like, I... We were trying to do, like, a Bible study, I remember. And I was trying to read it. And I was like, I can't finish reading this. Like, I'm so anxious. Like, I don't know. And Colin's just like, this is so weird. And, like, so at the end of the weekend, he called my mom and was like, hey, Lisa, like, I really think, like, you need to come up. And she's just like, what? Like, she didn't take it that seriously at first. And Colin's like, no, like, you need to come up. So she ended up driving up on Sunday and staying the night with me. We went to the doctor again that Monday and my mom's like, I just don't understand. Like I was there laying on like the little bed in the doctor's office Mm -hmm. and my, they checked my heart rate. It was 120 just laying there. Like your resting heart rate's like 60 Mm -hmm. usually. Yeah. So it was double that. My, I was just so panicky and it was like amazing that day because my doctor wasn't available when I got there and they're like, oh, like Dr. Warren had a cancellation, like she can come in. So she came in and was able to talk to me. And she's like, I think the therapist like might be available right now. I was like, take me up. Like, oh, Jesus, I need it. <laughs> so <laughs> we go up and I walk into the therapist's office and I immediately just lay down on the bed. And she's just like, oh, okay. Like, make yourself comfortable. <laughs> like, hi. And my mom's like, I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> but like, she found out she has anxiety and that's like all she thinks about. Like, she can't get better. And I'm just like, I'm dying. Um, and that therapist was amazing. She like set like a plan, which was nice. Like, the other therapist that I went to was like, what you're feeling is so normal. And I'm like, okay, but how do we fix it? <laughs> And she would not give me, like, there was no way to fix it hmm. from her. But when I went to this therapist, she was, like, a psychotherapist. And she, like, w- got me through, like, she's like, okay, you're going to come for eight we- eight to 12 weeks. And then you're not seeing me again. And I was like, cool. Okay. Let's make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> like, so seeing her and then my actual doctor was, like, they're amazing. Like, I've, like, talked to, like, a small group about it that I was in before. And they were talking about, like, God and like him like doing works and stuff and I was like when I was going through this I was praying for God to fix me praying for God to like make me better because if he can do these miracles why is he not doing it on me and I was like so my doctor and my therapist were helpful and they were like well maybe that's part of your testimony is not that like he was gonna just like fix you he was gonna send you to the people that could help fix you so that's kind of how I look at it a lot of times. I think a lot of people that have like health issues are like, well, if God can do these miracles, why doesn't he just do them? Which he can, or he could just send you to the right people so that, you know, he gave the talents to, to be able to do it as well. So, yeah. But anyway, so during that anxiety time, I like to rewatch a lot of movies. So if Colin sees me watching like how to lose a guy in 10 days, made in Manhattan, <laughs> the Lizzie McGuire movie, he's like, what's wrong? The Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I know. I literally rewatch these movies every single day for like two months. And Colin's like, I he loved How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. He's so like, no. good. He's like, never again will I watch that. No, thank you. So good. Wow. Yeah. And how how's it been since? Since then, um, I've been a lot better. Like I've been on my medication for what six years? Six years now. Um. 
And when it gets really bad, like I'll just ask to put it up a little bit more. And then when it's like fine, I'll, I'll take it back down. I see a therapist maybe once a year. I went like I did one earlier this year because it was after we put in our notice with foster care and then my grandma died and I was just super anxious. So I saw a therapist then. But otherwise, like panic attacks, usually just once a year. That's fine. So it's really great. controlled. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you're able to find some some relief from that. Yeah. So. Me too. <laughs> Colin too, especially. Yeah. <laughs> he was gonna break up with me if I didn't get fixed. <laughs> He's a pretty upstanding guy. I don't think he'd do that. That's either. how my mom honestly knew he was the one when he called her about her coming up. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. She's like, He's staying with her during all this? That's insane. Oh, well. If somebody, what advice or counsel would you give to somebody else that was like at the beginning of that? They're like, hey, don't know what's going on. Um, I feel overwhelmed, anxious. Like, like, what would you, what would you tell them? Go to therapy. <laughs> like, you just pick anybody. Like, just, ah, uh, like, how does that work? It's good to start. Cause I mean, you really have to like test who you want to go to because like I went to a therapist in high school a little bit for anxiety but I didn't have panic attacks at that time um and I felt like she was just blaming it on everybody in my life Mm. and I was like no like it's not my dad's fault that I'm feeling this way it's not my boyfriend Mm. at the time's fault like no like I just am anxious yeah yeah but I think you just have to kind of find the person that you drive with so and you just like google like how like if, if I was like, hey, I want to go find a therapist, do I just Google, like, therapist near me, or how does that? Depends. I mean, the one that I found recently um, was one that I just found through my health insurance. Okay. Yeah. So, if your health insurance has it, you can just kind of Google around. I did one that was, like, virtual. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you for doing mm-hmm. Is there any other questions that we want to hit on? if not we can move on to our next segment is there anything else that you're passionate about your life that you want to be you're like man i really want to i want to share this with people i mean you can either talk about traveling or wine or wine obviously i love wine Yeah, um, I'm passionate about wine. <laughs> I have two like wine certifications. Um, that I did not know that. Yeah, from the place you worked at the part time job. No, you just did it for funsies. Yeah, I actually started getting my wine, my first wine certification before I started working there. Um, so Colin and I were talking about potentially like owning a wine shop in the future, and he was like, "Maybe, be so fun. maybe you should work in one and see if you like it first. <laughs> Which valid, yeah. very valid. So I was starting to get my WSETS Wine and Spirits Education Trust. Um, It's a universal one. So like when we were over in Burgundy, I was talking about how I had that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have it too. Like it's global. Um, And it's more about like wine knowledge. So it's Mm. not a sommelier course. Sommelier is about like the service aspect and like how to serve wine. But the WSET is about knowledge about wine. So the WSET level two went into a lot more about like, like how we had the Sancerre earlier. You wouldn't have known that that is like Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. unless you knew the region. So it was like in France, like it doesn't put the grape on there. Usually you have to know the region to know what grapes grow there, to know what it would be. I feel like 
I am like young Char trying to decide what type of movie Memento is right now. <laughs> I was like, you saying all these words. I'm like, are you speaking in Spanish or French or what's going on over here? Yeah. So. It sounds like a thriller. It's so good. <laughs> um, so wine. So you love wine. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to open up a wine winery someday? I don't know. Maybe. Um, it's pretty, I feel like it's pretty saturated here in Columbus. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, the suburb areas have wine shops. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, Westerville has, like, Meza. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then Powell has Annie's. Mm-hmm. And then Dublin has Coast, which is where I would work. Worthington has House Wine. So a lot of them have wine a wine shop already there. So yeah. it would seem kind of silly to open another one there. Um but if we ever move, maybe. Yeah. I've toured around other ideas too, but those mm. are secret. Mm. <laughs> I will say, since knowing you, I've learned a lot about wine. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of fun. The the wine tasting stuff that, that you've led me through a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's uh well, I thought it was you know, just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And then I did it, and then it wasn't. And I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of fun. Did you like the red wine tonight? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. I said the red wine tastes like raisins, (laughs) which isn't a bad thing. It was actually sweet. It was the first red wine I've ever liked. Dutton said cranberries, which valid. (laughs) Honestly, a valid note. Is it like, but you can't get wine from cranberries though, right? (laughs) No, they're grapes. It just depends on like the terroir. Terroir. It's yes. a weird word to say, um, which is just like the soil that it's grown in. Cause they're all grown in different ones. Like in Burgundy, the one we were at, like had like clay soil. So that's going to impact it. It might make stuff more minerally. If it's like cooler climates, it's going to be like more fruity and like mm. young ripe fruits. And then like warmer climates are going to be like drier, like fruits, I feel like. There's something about um, cranberry juice, though, that has, like, that tart yeah. aftertaste. Yes. <laughs> he's not wrong, though. Sorry, you're laughing, but he's not wrong. cranberry juice. No, I'm just like, that's... Anyway, okay. Uh, um, so... We should probably move on. Yeah. Are we, are we peeving? Yeah. We're peeving already. Um, oh, yeah. And if the spirit of Colin would like to chime in any time... <laughs> Should we Feel share free. the peeves that we talked about? But first, <laughs> Luke, what's been pushing your peeve this oh, past two man. weeks? So, <sighs> audience, the blankets are coming ready. off. He's getting ready. He's getting hot. So, Colin is this pouring is another better. glass of wine. <laughs> the spirit of Colin. It's for Rebecca, though. Yes. <laughs> so, this um, sometimes it pet peeves. Um, <clears throat> sometimes they. What? You're already laughing? I can't, I can't. You're just really talking through it. So so sometimes it's something that's been bothering me for a really long time. And other times it's things that I've I've really hated in the past and I've, you know, forgotten about them because I haven't had to, you know, interact or deal with that. This actually happened today. Someone said a specific word and I almost lost my mind. I would like to know what it is. In this room? No. Oh. No. It wasn't me. (laughs) Someone said the word supper. Oh, like like dinner. Dinner. Someone said the word supper, and I almost I got so mad. Like 
my face just got this. My face got so red, and like I could feel it getting red, and I was like, I really hate that word. It's an old person word. It is, and, and like <laughs> I remember hating it when I was a kid, and like my, my grandma would say like something about supper. I'm like, it's not supper, it's dinner. You, we just got uh, lunch on Friday, and you said your grandma said a word that she hated. That she brought oh, up a peppy. Yeah, okay, different word. Her word was elevate. <laughs> she hates the word elevate. <laughs> she got so mad about it. That's weird. Yeah. So and I brought up a word, which is nachos. Or no, specifically, the way this person I knew <laughs> said the word nachos, it made me want to punch So maybe, maybe, yeah, so maybe... It was like subconscious, but like it would happen today. Someone said the word supper, and I was like, "Can you give away?" Like, I am so mad. In what context? Like, there, there was it like, was it one of my children? No, it was. It wasn't here. It yeah. just is the way someone says something. Yeah, I think there's just like too much. It's like supper. I don't know. <laughs> so there was something. There was something about it, and I was like, I hate that so much. It's like nails on a chalkboard in my ears. Yeah, no, actually, that's the best way to describe it, uh, because <laughs> there was this person, uh, I dated her, and she was describing some, we had some Mexican dish, and it was breakfast, and she was like, I just didn't know it was nachos, and I was like, and sh- the way she said nachos, I was just so <laughs> infuriated, yeah. I was like, it's not nachos, why are you saying nachos, <laughs> and I yeah. don't know what it is. So the word supper. Uh-uh. Okay. Bad. For your grandma, elevate. Elevate for uh, Mary Jo. Mary Jo. So moving on. <laughs> what are your pet peeves? Can, Can you guys relate at all? I actually I actually kind of agree. To the supper one? No, I don't really care about no, it. No, no, but is there a word that someone says or the way they say it that just want, like, you just want to just light throw the them world off a bridge. on fire? Yeah, you just want to throw them off a bridge. Um, yeah, kind of. One of mine is kind of that. So I think I mentioned it to you before, Luke, and you were like, why do you hang out with people that say that? <laughs> but anyways, when people say like Colin and I's relationship, oh, I yeah. apostrophe S, <laughs> yes. that's not the proper thing. Like you will never say I's doing this. What's the right way to say it? <laughs> it would be Colin mine and, and Colin's relationship. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Colin and my relationship, right? I don't even think that's right. No. Because you say my relationship. Mine. Because mine and Well, then Colin's you just say our. You can't yes. say mine. You would just our say our. is the right it's word we're looking Collins. for. Yeah, Look our it relationship. It's correct. It's mine and Collins. Yeah. I'll fact check that. That's like the only way that, that's the only time you, you like wouldn't, put yourself yeah, you just first. Say our relationship. You usually put the other person first. But yeah. I but I apostrophe yes is not a thing. Thank you. And people put I it, is. People say it all the time and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no. Good one. The next one is also another one that people say incorrectly. Okay. Instead of saying, they like to say, I could care less, mm. which means you care. Instead of saying, I could not care less, which means you don't care. Mm. I hate when people do it that way. I did know say that the one. opposite. Yeah. yeah, no, that one pisses me off. Good. Call- oh my gosh, not Colin. David is lost. <laughs> I could care less. That means, means you, you care. Could, you could actually you, care. You have less. room to care less. I could yeah. care less. Couldn't care less means it's at the bottom. There's yeah. nothing you can't care underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Rebecca? So if you really care about something, you could say I could care less. I could care. I less. could care less. 
I feel like Luke's heard a lot of mine, but this one, that really makes me... I can't care more about what you're talking about. All of you. (laughs) Any of you. Okay? Just for the record. (laughs) I do have a word that that bothers me, though. What is it? Well, but it's it's a context. Okay. So, and you said it actually correctly. You said kind of. So, it kind of is. It kind of isn't. There's a lot of people that are like, well, I'm kind of... Uh, you know, a 37-year-old guy. You don't like kind of? Like when they say it over and over, and usually it's in the context of somebody that doesn't want to be straightforward and direct, mm-hmm. and they say, so you're kind of not supposed to do that. And you're like, am I not supposed to do that? Or am I am supposed you to do You say that all the time. I do not say that all the time, and if I do... He kind of says it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because I hear it. It's infiltrated my work in a way that, that when somebody is trying to describe something... So you just said it. <laughs> When it, you just said kinda. Did he say kinda or did he say kind of? No, he said kinda. Okay. When somebody's trying, I'm gonna have to listen back to that. <laughs> yeah. When somebody is trying to, <laughs> I, I think I said trying to. When people say kinda, when they are trying to soften yes. the message. I was either. Okay. But it's not appropriate. It's it's not accurate. They're probably just trying to be nice. They're probably conflict avoidant. Probably. Mm, screw those people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's the thing that that if I do, it probably has rubbed off on me. But it's something that is is like a tick, like where you get around people and they say it, and they say, "Oh yeah, kind of this or kind of that," and it's not a, it's not kind of that. It is that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not it's kind a, of that a at all. Filler word. It's a filler word. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It bothers me. Okay. It's a filler word, and it's a filler word mostly to soften the blow. Like it's when you say, "Hey man." Wow. You say "Hey man" all the time, mm-hmm. like I that. Have, I'm sure I have filler words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they, okay. they bother people too. But I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> hasn't bothered me. Look, that. I feel like half of your pet peeves are about Dave. Oh no, not half of them. Like so I will say, kind of seventy five percent. In the beginning of the podcast series, you were like, man, I feel like all these are about me. <laughs> well, I think that in the beginning of the podcast series, I realized that I peeve people way more than I know. Like, there's so many things where people are saying, man, I hate when somebody does something. I do that all the time. <laughs> it's probably not that it's... And it's just surprised to me that I infuriate. Or that It's because you don't think about those things. And so when someone brings it up, you're like, oh, I, I kind of do those things. Hmm. <laughs> Rebecca, anything else on now? your pet peeves list? Yeah, this one actually makes me probably the most annoyed. Oh. Um, useless info that doesn't contribute to the plot of the story. So if Colin's telling me a story and he's like, this happened oh. yesterday, or maybe it was Tuesday. <laughs> maybe, wait, was it Friday? And I'm like, does this matter to the actual like end of the story? Mm-hmm. That pisses me off the most. You say I. So does Dave do that? Or I get upset. (laughs) So I was actually curious because (laughs) there, the joke in my house is that Megan and I tell stories incredibly different. We do, and that I want, I want the the principal, and so most of my stories have zero detail in them. Yeah, because it's all about what happens and the the punchline and the, the you know the overarching themes of it and why it's important and what it means to you and. And and uh, Megan never. She says, well, "Who was there?" It's like, well, it doesn't matter who was there. <laughs> so what day was it? It doesn't matter. Now the opposite is also true. You know, she's telling that she's saying, 
well, let me tell you this. So it was Tuesday. Maybe it was Wednesday. It was <laughs> That's probably Tuesday at this point. And I'm thinking, well, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Like, yeah, are you trying to tell me this? Get, come on. Like, so. Mm-hmm. That's a good pet peeve. Very relatable. Yeah. It is. It I'm like, is, get to but, the point, please. But it also, when my daughter tells stories, it's, it's she tells them, that, how was your day? Well, I got up a little early today. I knew I got to get screen time by 7.30. But I actually woke up at 7 45, so my alarm didn't go off. So I was sitting in bed trying to think, do I turn my alarm clock off? And I did. I turned my alarm clock off. They didn't go downstairs yet. And I'm like, and I just love it, right? So I, because mm-hmm. she's 10. It's, it's very detailed. Yeah, yeah, but incredibly detailed. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to love some detailed stories. Yeah. But yes, mm-hmm. I definitely share. Some, yeah, so. <laughs> well, Any other pet peeves you would like to share? <laughs> if not, I would love to hear from the spirit of Colin. <laughs> if Ooh, there's any. Spirit of Colin pet peeves. He doesn't seem like he would have some pet peeves. I'm sure he has a couple. I think he indulges in the geese yeah, thing. Yeah, Colin, with what me. are your pet peeves? The geese thing. <laughs> the ghost of Colin is going to speak. So this was actually one that Rebecca wrote down as the opposite. Today? We just the one we talked about today? Oh, uh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it. <laughs> No, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke about it. Yeah. Might have been. Okay. Doesn't um, matter. We talked about it. So, uh, this lunatic. No, no, no. We, can I say my half Yeah, first? go for it. I'll say your half first. So, my half. This I told, lunatic? When I, was telling, started. I was telling Colin about it, and I was like, this is my pet peeve, but I know that your pet peeve is literally what I do. Like, what I do pisses you off, and what you do pisses me off. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, it was like. When I'm like getting out ingredients for something, I'll like leave the cabinet open because I know I'm going to put the ingredients back. Colin will shut it in the middle of the time. And I'm like, I was going to go right back there. So Mm. like, that's why I left it open. Like there was a reason. Mm. And his is, she left the cabinet open. (laughs) So to the extreme that this lunatic will open the fridge, pull out all the ingredients to make her lunch, leave the fridge door wide open, Take the 10 minutes to make her lunch. It doesn't take and 10 then minutes, put that's the false. ingredients back in the fridge and shut the door. It does not take that long. But I'm like, I'm like, how does that make you reason. feel when he shuts the fridge? I'm just like annoyed by it because I'm like, he doesn't understand my mind. He doesn't understand my process. Mm. I do. <laughs> Leave the electricity in there. It's not that much. I promise it doesn't cost that much. <laughs> so. It's, I mean, I don't want to pick a side, but I'm definitely on a side. Oh, you're 100% one. on Colin's side. I'm not, Absolutely. not stupid. I will say, mm-hmm. I had an Some interaction like this. <laughs> it was probably two days ago. We, we were at the house for 30 minutes, if that, right? But as we go into the house, Grace leaves the garage door open. and The garage door or the door to the garage? No, the garage door open. Okay. Because uh, we're about to leave. My car's parked outside. But I closed the garage door. She's like, why would you close the garage door? We're about to leave in like 25 minutes or so. You know? A little bit longer than that, but around that time frame. But for me, it instantly, I was like, okay, I see why she wants to close the garage. Like, doesn't want to close the garage door. Because it makes sense. We're about to leave. But in my head, it's a sense of completion. Of like, okay, task you know, it's like something is complete. I just closed the garage door. It's something I don't have to think of. It's just done. It's just gone. Like, I know, I know the garage door is closed. The house is safe. Done. It's good. 
Oh. So that actually makes sense because it, I'm it a, clears I'm on, my brain because there's not a side for there. Like, because I find myself recently, I yell at the kids all the time for not shutting the door all the time. They don't shut the door when they come in and, I'm, and there's 50 million kids in my house. Right. So I'm just yelling at random kids. I'm like, Hey, you, yeah, you, I don't know what your name is, but shut the freaking door. <laughs> uh, but, but recently I'll, I go out to the, the garage to grab a tool or something and I leave the door open mm-hmm. and I say, well, I'm just going to walk right back in. And I know it's open and I know there's bugs and I know that I pay for electricity, but I'm like, eh, let's leave it open. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's, I, I'm starting to realize it's because there's, there's less things occupying my head. Like for when I take ingredients out, I leave the door open or something. I need to close it. Cause then it's, I just don't have to think about it. It's like, I just don't think about it. It's closed. Call it's just that done. Way? It's out like of my head. that gene or no? It just needs to be closed. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be closed. Like, it's just the way to do you it. You open it to get something out and you close it. And then you close it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 50 year, 54 year old dad in him. You leave it open. I don't know if I have a reason for why I'm on his team. It's just just like, it feels right, but it it also just makes sense in my head that, like, there's another thing out of my head that I don't have to think about. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That's something Megan has said that has made sense to me is that she'll walk into a room and she says, every time I walk into a room, things are out of place. It, stresses me out because it, it puts more on my to-do list yeah and and in addition to things i already have to do even the fact that it's so small and ridiculous yep. it just adds to to my head capacity i i have i don't have that gene <laughs> <laughs> like i live in a i could live in a like a pigsty <laughs> and i'd be like "Ooh, we have a nice little cozy corner over here <laughs> like oh, poor. anyways do you have any others <laughs> Yeah. Geese? Geese. <laughs> Don't like them. All right. What are we doing? Are we doing the two-minute drill? A two The tri- real two-minute drill. Yes. Real two-minute drill. Ooh, snappy. I still have the JCPenney. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are the models from JCPenney. Okay. Um, let me pull up some of my... So we've... Are you ready? I'm ready. Luke, are you ready? No. Luke, you want to go first? first. All right, hold on. I can't do the octopus one because they already asked me that one when they're in France. Uh, three. Sure. Your first two. Yeah. One. Start. Favorite CrossFit movement? Uh, Twin River. Mm. Least favorite color? Yellow. Yes! Really odd habit or thing that you do. Mm. I clip my toenails a lot. Mm. Favorite thing about Colin? <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Would you rather be eaten by a pack of hyenas or a a, a whale? A whale. Yeah, definitely. That's Uh, great, Jonah. What is the most common bad advice about your profession? Bad advice? Yeah, that you hear about the profession. Um... Oh, I hate whenever people say, I was just looking on your website. I just came across your website. I'm like, no, you didn't. You were in Salesforce. You got their information. Let's be real. <laughs> Anyways, proceed. Um, favorite movie of all time? Mm. Um, I always just say Back to the Future. I love any 80s movie. Mm. Nikki or Cardi? Ooh. Nikki. Yeah. That a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what is your death row meal? Okay, so I break it out into courses. Um, so I'm going to have oysters for an app. I'm going to have steak and lobster and uh, some sort of like mashed potato thing. And then for dessert, 
I'm going to have a peanut butter chocolate shake and my beverage of choice is going to be a really expensive peanut noir from Burgundy. Mm -hmm. Do you like Shara or Luke better? Oh my gosh. I don't know Shara as much, so Luke. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's such a good dinner question. <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, who's your celebrity crush? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ooh. Chocolate or Sour Patch Kids? Chocolate. Favorite aspect of God? Forgiveness. Um, favorite purchase under a hundred dollars. Mm. Oh. My favorite purchase ever under a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Oh God, what was that? Oh, my wine opener. Boom. Done. Where's my billboard question? I didn't get to it. <laughs> what? What was your? Uh, because I was, I was giggling about the Shara Luke question that I wrote down. That I was like, you can't ask that. I was like, I've been prepared. What, uh, what was your billboard so question? Yeah, what would you put on a billboard? The whole I seat. would put the proper temperatures to serve wine at. Oh, okay. Yes. Which is? 56 Which? for white? Mm, oh. No. <laughs> 62. Actually, those are incorrect for white. So, Dang it. <laughs> we're going to start with sweet wines. So that'll be not Moscato. Not your Riesling. sweet Rieslings. No, nope. That's going to be dessert wines. So like uh, Sauterne, maybe a port. So that'll be 43 to 45 degrees. Sparkling wines, 43 to 50 degrees. This is all Celsius. Fahrenheit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That'd be really hot. <laughs> It'd be um, like well, almost boiling. We have, we have people. We have people in in Belgium listening to. So okay, we, we actually yeah. have a lot more demographics. I'll print you out the map. <laughs> Light to medium bodied whites is forty five to fifty, and then medium to full body is fifty to fifty five. I said fifty six. That's incorrect. Damn. So for reds, your light bodied reds, about fifty five. And then your medium to full body reds is 59 to 64. What wine most resembles Welch's grape juice? <laughs> for going for a dry one, probably Gamay. Yeah. Is it sweet like that? Is no. Going, no. I'm not going to give you a sweet wine. You're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, if we are going to look for a sponsor, <laughs> there's... There's an apple juice. I really thought you were about to say cranberry juice. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh my gosh. Well, well we can Have you about heard it. about ocean spray? That stuff. <laughs> that stuff's amazing. You ever had cranberry juice? <laughs> yeah, you serve that at like yeah. 50 degrees. They're Indian summer apple juice. It was in that whole other podcast. <laughs> but just for this little nugget for you guys. Okay, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, the biggest like misconception is they say like oh you can serve breads at room temperature no room temperature they mean cellar temperature which is in the 60s mm. your room temperature is like 68 to 70 too hot Those stupid bitches i know right <laughs> i um i think during dinner when we talked about i asked colin a question about what he is most excited for um about the podcast about you to share mm -hmm. and he brought up authenticity mm-hmm I think that was definitely like a hit. On display. Yes. Thank you. Can't stop it. No, there's Love no it. filter. Love it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I'm excited for I'm excited for us to get to know each other too. 
Really? Are you ever going to come over to our house when we invite you? I know. <laughs> such a authenticity. The yeah, last getting time, it all out there. The last time, <laughs> there's a, I know. It's just such a... You, you, three times? Yeah, I know. It's been a couple times at this point, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. A, Grace is a planner. And Char just lets Grace plan. And that's how Colin is with me, usually, is I'm mm. usually the planner. And Colin's just like, well, you got to see with Rebecca what we're doing this weekend. So, same thing. Well... Get it on the books. You should go over to their house. I know we're going to be doing a wine slash brown water tasting. <laughs> so, and hopefully bourbon. Not bourbon. Poker. <laughs> <laughs> but also bourbon with the poker? Yeah. The more bourbon you drink, apparently the more money you lose. So, mm. you've kind of got to balance that out a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. But... Thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was it was good. It was fun. Now I don't have to bug Luth anymore. Yeah. No. I keep thinking, man. Like, I really like you, and like, I'm really happy that like we got to hang out and and got to know you a little bit. In your in your defense, you've only mentioned it that I remember like once. Oh, cool. So, yeah. audience, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in two weeks.